This is an audio essay. To read the actual essay, go to mahanmccann.substack.com. The link is in the description on Spotify or whichever platform you're listening on. Oh! Four dimensions of meaning in life. Coherence. Last week I introduced the new series on meaning in life in the Wisdom Dojo Substack. As promised for this first week, we will be dealing with the dimension of meaning in life known as coherence. What is coherence? In the psychological literature on meaning in life, coherence refers to the sense that one's life is structured, orderly, and makes sense. It involves the perception that various aspects of one's life, such as goals, values, experiences, and relationships, fit together in a meaningful and integrated way. This coherence comes from a feeling that their actions and experiences are interconnected and contribute to a larger, meaningful narrative. An aspect of coherence emphasized by Holtzman and King is that life is coherent when one is able to discern understandable patterns in it to make the wholeness comprehensible. In other words, meaning as coherence is seen to be about the feeling that one's experiences or life itself makes sense. They argue human beings have an adaptive trait that motivates us to aim to detect reliable patterns and connections in the environment and rewards us with an experience of meaning when we find such reliable coherence in our lives. A felt sense of perceiving reliable environmental patterns, the opposite of being awash with uncertainty and anxiety. Empirically, they've shown that encountering coherent patterns in the environment increases people's self-reports of meaning in life. Conversely, Individuals may struggle to find meaning when life lacks coherence and feels disjointed or chaotic. A lack of coherence in life. I've written a lot about the meaning crisis and the collapse of the religious worldview which homed us in the universe. The result of this loss of our homing worldview is an increase in lack of coherence, which leads essentially to absurdity and possibly nihilism. A life without coherence is fundamentally absurd. And much of our lives now for young people feel pretty absurd by default. Just look at our memes. Albert Camus, Algerian French philosopher, pursued the question of absurdity in life thoroughly in the 20th century. And he used the example of the myth of Sisyphus to describe the absurdity of human life. In brief, Sisyphus was a titan king of ancient Greece who killed a lot of his guests and so eventually ran afoul of the god king Zeus. So then Zeus sent death to go and get Sisyphus and take him to the underworld, but Sisyphus, being a crafty guy, tricked death into chaining himself and therefore escaped. However, the consequences of Sisyphus escaping death was that no one else could now die, and stuff got weird pretty quickly. Ares would slay whole armies in the battlefield and then they just got up again. So nothing was working as it should, and sooner or later, Sisyphus was caught by Zeus himself, although in the meantime he did manage to pull the same trick again. And for his crime of hubris, believing he was smarter than the gods, he was condemned to roll a boulder up a hill for all eternity, just to watch said boulder roll back down again and have to start all over. This is certainly how I feel about doing the dishes every evening. Camus used the myth of Sisyphus as a way of expressing modern human life and that we are all in this situation through factory work and 
our careers of rolling this boulder up a hill to watch it roll back down again. It's a depressing enough vision of the human condition, and one which I find comparable in Shakespeare's Macbeth, when he says, Life's but a walking shadow, a poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage, and then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. This is the depths of nihilism and absurdity. But it is important to note here that both Sisyphus and Macbeth, mythologically speaking, did something wrong. They committed crimes. What crimes did they commit? The crime of hubris, trying to become equal or superior to the gods. In other words, they wanted a level of power and control over reality that was simply impossible for a finite mortal human being to have. And in trying to attain this impossible goal, they broke the balance of reality for everyone else. Sisyphus stopped death, and therefore the natural order of life couldn't continue, and Macbeth killed the king, which brought chaos to the social order of his world. So maybe, rather than absurdity being the lot of human beings, maybe absurdity is a part of life, but also a punishment for our moral failings. Make facing absurdity meaningful again. So the fundamental question is, is life absurd? The answer is sometimes. Absurdity is the manifestation of uncertainty, chaos, the unknown, which for finite beings in an infinite world is more or less guaranteed. The tyrant tries to destroy the unknown, to have absolute control, mythologically to avoid death. However, for mortal beings this is not possible, and if the stories are to believe, trying to do so incurs the wrath of the universe. If we lived in a world without any order, it would be fundamentally absurd. There would be no reliable patterns to perceive or act upon, and we would be irreparably disconnected from reality. However, this is not the case. Radical scepticism undermines itself, because for radical scepticism to be true, we would have to be capable of knowing something truthfully. So, even to say that we can't perceive any reliable patterns in the world would be to perceive the pattern that we can't perceive any reliable patterns in the world and hence is self-contradictory. A more sensible alternative comes from Peterson's framing of the hero metamythology. The hero mythologically is the figure that stands between order and chaos, between the known and the unknown. And these are the two fundamental domains of human experience. There is order, a relatively predictable known world, and then there is chaos, a state of flux which is unpredictable and promising, but also dangerous. The hero is the one who leaves behind the state of order, the world of the known, to enter into the unknown and to face chaos and to turn chaos into habitable order for themselves and for the village, the broader social world, by bringing back the gold that they found in their adventure, which is really new information. The hero stands at the border of order and chaos, which is also where meaning occurs, which I've written about in a number of previous essays which I'll include in the description. The experience of meaning in this case is Chicksamahili's flow state, a state of optimal consciousness and experience. Therefore the world is the he- of the hero is optimal for our sense of meaning in life, and as much about making coherence as having coherence. For coherence to be having a completely predictable world would actually be not meaningful. So the real meaning of coherence comes from making sense of reality. It occurs at that border of order and chaos. The facing of the unknown, 
the anxiety and the challenge is the cost for creating more order and coherence in life. And my argument is that this is redemptive. Redemption comes from the Latin word redemir, meaning to buy back. The cost of coherence in life is experiencing the dramatic tension of living at the border of order and chaos. To return to the scientific literature, Heinzelmann reported the experimental evidence that the act of making sense, finding coherence, actually makes people experience their lives as more meaningful. So in summary, the more coherent, intelligible things fit together for you, then the more meaningful you find your life.